0: Welcome back to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the last episode. I loved the conversation I had with Nicole, all about how agility can improve your relationship with your dog. So if you haven't already listened to that episode, give it a listen. Um, Guys, if you like this podcast, it would be wonderful if you could share it with your friends. Tag them on social media, send them a direct link. Um, I think that it's a really helpful podcast for dog owners everywhere. So the more sharing, the more knowledge and the better everyone's lives can be. If you have been listening to this podcast and you have not yet left a review on Apple podcasts, I would so appreciate it. Um, you can leave a five-star review and let me know what you like about the podcast. And hopefully that can make this podcast more accessible to more dog owners who need to hear it. Um, I'm really excited today. We're going to talk all about Halloween and how you should be handling it with your dog's training management because it is just around the corner. Believe it or not, it feels like the seasons have changed so rapidly. Um, if you guys don't already follow me on Instagram at a good feeling underscore nco, um, you guys might have saw I was in Mexico. We went to Playa del Carmen on vacation, and it was uh, fabulous. It was warm. It was sunny. We went fishing, we went snorkeling, we did some cenotes, I read by the beach. It was so much fun. And then we came back to Colorado and it had snowed. So I kind of got like a short fall and now it's kind of winter and then it's kind of fall. Colorado is just kind of all over the map when it comes to weather. But yeah, so... I hope that you guys are well wherever you are. I hope you're enjoying the season change. Um, this is one of my most favorite times of year where it's starting to get dark earlier and things are kind of settling down a little bit. So yay for fall. Yay for <laughs> yay for transitions. Okay, so... Um, If you guys haven't already joined, uh, there is a Facebook group and it is called Disorderly Dogs. The conversation continues and I would love it if you would join me over there. Um, We can talk all about the episodes when they're done. You can ask me questions. We can all kind of chime in and talk together as a dog community. So if you'd like to join the Facebook group, there is a link to that in the show notes. So just scroll down and give it a click. So let's talk about Halloween, shall we? So um, Halloween is one of those holidays that I think people kind of forget that there's a lot of like foreign stuff to the dogs and it can be pretty scary and overwhelming. So I'm just going to give you some tips and tricks for kind of navigating the, the Halloween holiday to make your life and your dog's life easier. So when it comes to costumes, um, costumes as in putting a costume on your dog, um, I am not one to dress up my dogs. Typically, I will say that my mom bought Waylon a Halloween costume this year, so I'll probably put it on him, but um, I think it's cool. I think it's fine if you want to dress up your dogs, but what really matters is if you your dog is actually comfortable with wearing a costume. So if you have never put any sort of costume on your dog before and you have a Halloween costume, take the time to let them acclimate to it and you know, build in some fun, build some cookies, maybe play some games around it so it doesn't have to be the scary thing where you just like slap a, a costume on your dog and you make them wear it. So if you have plans to dress your dog up, um spend some time working with the costume before you want them to actually wear it and on the flip side of that if you are trying to get your dog's costume on and they are terrified and they don't like it i think you should just abort mission it's not worth it it's not worth it to stress your dog out just for one picture for the instagram okay you guys so be really cautious about that and really look at your individual dog and think about that stuff um We'll see how Waylon likes his costume. Um, he has a pumpkin costume. If you guys don't already know this, if you're new to the podcast, Waylon is my young American Staffordshire Terrier, and he has a head that looks like a pumpkin. And we very lovingly call him Pumpkinhead. So my mom thought that it was pretty fitting that we get him a costume. and um, Tiva's 12 years of life, I don't recall a single Halloween I ever put a costume on her. I just never asked that of her. She probably would have tolerated it fine, but I never asked that of her. So if you're going to dress your dog up for Halloween, make sure that you're comfort- they, your dog is comfortable wearing the costume and make sure that you make wearing the costume a pretty reinforcing experience. So when it comes to people in costumes, um, I use a lot of caution here because people the way that dogs see and perceive the world is much different than ours and they don't have context and they can't really understand the nuance of uh someone wearing a costume so that's definitely something that I'm be using a lot of um, caution and management around. So if there is you know somewhere where there's lots of people wearing costumes and my dog is likely to spook and or scare, I'm probably just gonna avoid that situation completely. Um, you guys know that Tiva and Whalen are pretty confident dogs. They go a lot of places. They've seen a lot of things, but there are definitely some costumes that people wear that are spooky. And um, believe it or not, Waylon will definitely do like the woofy sketchy bark. So I definitely have to think about that stuff and be super cautious. So, um, In general, I do not think that costume parties where um, there's going to be a lot of people dressed up are appropriate places for dogs. Um, I think that it's a really scary environment. I think that there's a lot of unknowns and I think that there's a lot of room for error. So um, I I really don't think that your dog should be at a costume party with a lot of people dressed up. I think that that can be really scary. So if you are planning to have a costume party, I think it's a time to plan ahead and maybe see if the dogs can stay with a friend or if they can stay at the daycare that they normally go to. Um, Lucky and Dempsey are our two dogs who stay with us pretty regularly. If you follow us on the gram, Dempsey is the English cream, golden retriever, handsome boy. And Lucky is the black mutt with one blue eye and one brown eye. And their people have a huge Halloween party every year. And Lucky and Dempsey come stay with us. So they get to have a rel- relaxing evening with us and miss out on some of the crazy action that is Halloween. Um, So, something else to consider um, Halloween obviously comes with a lot of candy. And as y'all know, um, chocolate can be toxic for dogs. So, I think that it's really important that, especially when you're out like on walks before and after Halloween, you're extra careful about watching what is on the ground so that if there was some candy, um, you could prevent that from eating it. If your dog does not already know the behavior of leave it, leave it means stop what you are doing and check in with me. I would definitely be brushing up on that skill so that you can use it if you need it. Something else that I think is useful in managing the dogs consuming things would be muzzle training. Um, shout out to Lauren, who owns Sienna, who is a dog that we used to foster. And Sienna likes to eat everything under the sun, so she wears a muzzle a lot of the time uh, for everyone's safety. So I think that that's another option if you're really worried about your dog consuming a bunch of chocolate and candy from Halloween. Okay, so... Um, when it comes to Halloween decorations, just in people's yards, out in the world, um, again, that stuff can be really scary for dogs who are seemingly pretty confident in the world. Um, so if I'm out walking and I notice that my dog has spooked or startled to a Halloween decoration, first and foremost, I am going to give the dog uh, the space that they need, right? Maybe we'll cross the street, maybe we'll turn and go the other direction. So. It's really important that you're not forcing your dog to interact with something that they are obviously afraid of. Um, I think you can, you know, give them space and let them look at it from afar. You can also play the look at that game, so you get some distance, and the dog looks at the scary thing, and you mark and you reward. And the objective there is to change their emotional response. So instead of perceiving the decoration as scary, they perceive it as something good that predicts food is coming their way. So. So be really cautious of that stuff. Um, Last year, I was at a Home Depot with Waylon, and they had a bunch of Halloween decorations out, and they had one that like giggled and cackled. It was like a witch, and that spooked Waylon. It really scared him. So I was really cautious to give him space from it, but once he had an appropriate amount of space and he felt like semi-comfortable, that's when we were playing the look at that game, right? So that hopefully he wouldn't be afraid of Halloween decorations for forever. Um, if you have a young puppy, so a dog that's between eight weeks and 16 weeks old, Halloween could be a wonderful um, socialization opportunity, but in itsy bitsy, small moderation. So if you guys didn't already listen to the episode, um, how to socialize your puppy, I will include a link to that in the uh, show notes so that you can give it a listen. We talk in depth all about how to socialize your puppy, but um, Halloween decorations are a great opportunity to teach Teach your young puppy that sometimes things are big and moving, and it doesn't have to be this big, scary thing. So, yeah, that's kind of my two cents on like decorations and being thoughtful and careful about that. So, we're not spooking and scaring our dogs. So let's talk about the actual day of Halloween. So like I said, I do not think that Halloween parties are an appropriate place for dogs for so many reasons. Um, I can recall as a kid, um, I was probably in elementary school, maybe I was like in third grade, I was at a Halloween party at a friend's house and their golden retriever bit like three of the kids, like badly, like drew blood, bit them. And it's probably because the dog was freaking terrified. We were young kids, we were all wearing costumes, we were hopped up on sugar. It was a lot. Okay. So don't put your dog in a situation that they could potentially fail in, um, because that can be really stressful for a lot of people and for the dog's sake. So, um, on the actual day of Halloween, if you are planning on, um, handing out candy to trick-or-treaters, I would have some sort of formal management in place to prevent the dog from getting to the door. Um, There's a lot of stuff that could go wrong at the door. They could spook, they could bolt out, they could jump on someone, they could bite someone. So it's really important that you have a game plan to prevent their access to the front door during the trick-or-treating hours. Okay, so um, X-Pens, if you're not already familiar with an X-Pen, it's like a collapsible metal panel. Um, That's a pretty good option. You could kind of do it like in a U-shape around the front door so the dog didn't have access to the actual door. Um, You could have them in their crate. You could have them closed off in another room away from the front door. I think that the quieter the place, the better, just kind of depending on your house and size and stuff like that. I would also have something productive for the dog to be doing during those hours. So you guys have heard me preach before, but an appropriate chew outlet. So a stuffed Kong, a marrow bone, a bully stick, um, any sort of interactive food toys, snuffle mats, licky mats, slow bowl feeders. I would have something productive for them to be doing so that they don't have to be stressing, barking, worrying about what's happening at the front door. Um, I would also try and have it set up so that you could mitigate the knocking and or doorbell ringing so maybe just be like kind of standing there and watching because I think that the knocking and the bell ringing can really just bring arousal levels up much higher than they need to be so definitely have a strategy in place for that Um, at our house we (laughs) I'm going to admit it to the internet, you guys. We don't hand out candy. Um, It's too much for our dogs. They just, they can't handle the constant people at the door and the noise and the commotion. They just bark and they just go apeshit. And it's just too much for them, okay? So I don't think that there's any shame in that. Um, I'm doing what I think is best for my dogs and that does not entail handing out candy to the neighborhood kids. I will say that our one particular neighbor who has a kid, I have some special candy for her since we do love them, but I'm not going to be handing out candy to the whole neighborhood. So I think you just have to look at your specific dog, your house setup, what that looks like. We live in a pretty small house and there's not really anywhere that I can put the dogs that it would be quiet and they could avoid the commotion. So we just avoid the matter altogether okay? Um, And, you know, when it comes to interactions with trick-or-treaters, right, um, I would, again, completely avoid that. Even the best dogs even the dogs with the most solid temperament that is too much to ask of the dog in my opinion I think it's too much to ask of the dog to just calmly interact with tons and tons of kids wearing costumes that are hopped up on sugar I think that it's just too much so you know be really thoughtful about that stuff you guys um if you do have a young puppy, I think it's a fabulous opportunity to really work on calm behavior while they're trick-or-treaters. So, um, you know, if you have a partner, that may be a good time for like maybe the partner is handing out the candy and you are specifically working and training with the dog. Um, if you are doing that, I would definitely have the dog on leash so that there's no chance that they could get out the front door. Um, something else to consider, right, is that I would have um, updated tags and information on your dog's collar just in. In case they were to spook they were to get out the front door at least you had the option of someone finding them and calling and calling so um, I don't know about where you guys live, but I know that there are several holidays in Colorado in particular and in the United States where dogs get lost. Fourth of July is one of them for obvious reasons, loud noises and stuff like that. But I know that Halloween is also one of those nights where a lot of dogs get out because people are not thinking about how stressful it could be for the dog and they bolt out the front door. So you guys are not going to be those people because you are prepared and you're listening to this podcast episode. So... I hope that this is helpful. I hope that you feel like you're a little bit more prepped and ready for Halloween. Um, If you do dress your dog up, please tag me. I want to see the pictures and I hope they really like it. Um, Added bonus, if there's a video of them wearing it comfortably and you're giving them lots of cookies. Okay. Wonderful, beautiful dog owners of the internet. It has been a total pleasure. Guys, I'm so excited. I've got so many good episodes coming at you in the future. Um, if there's something you'd like to hear about on the podcast that you have not heard about yet, send me a DM over on the Instagram. So um, the human behind one of my most favorite Instagram accounts um, sent me a direct message and wondered if we could do an episode about office dogs, bringing your dog to work. And she joined me and I'm going to give you that episode next week. I'm really looking forward to sharing it with you. So please come on this journey with me. Let's talk about what you want to hear about. Guys, it's been a real pleasure. I am already looking forward to the next episode. Have a fabulous week and smooch those puppies for me. I'm sure you are well aware of CBD for dogs. I give Tiva and Waylon daily CBD just to promote their overall health. And we use VetCS. VetCS is a veterinary based hemp therapy company and they make products for not only dogs, but they also make cat and horse products too. Their products are lab analyzed and they will give you unmatched customer service. We love VetCS and we are so excited to share this wonderful, product with our listeners. If you are interested in learning more about VetCS, you can head over to their website, vetcs.com, and you can use code DisorderlyDogs for 10% off your first purchase. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to learn more about us, please check us out on Instagram at a goodfeeling underscore You can also find us on Facebook at A Good Feeling Dog Training as well as our website agfdogtraining.com